Well, the fifth commandment says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Probably not all too unfamiliar with that command. Um, I'd like to read a a quote that I ran across here recently. Uh, There was one man that complained, Youth today have luxury. They have bad manners, contempt for authority, no respect for older people, and talk nonsense when they should work. Young people do not stand up any longer when adults enter a room. They contradict their parents, talk too much in company, and tyrannize their elders. Well, might surprise you who said that. Socrates, about 400 years before Christ was born. It seems that Ecclesiastes is right. There's nothing new under the sun, right? But as we look at the fifth command to honor our parents, we're going to take a look at what that means and how we do that. What comes to mind when you think of the command to honor your parents? Um, I think typically, I, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but typically we think of how parents should teach their children to obey. And um, that, that children should obey their parents, uh, that, that teenagers should respect their parents. Um, those are kind of the things that I think tend to come to mind. But interestingly, uh, this commandment actually appears to have the target audience of adults rather than minor children. Now that's not to uh, create a loophole for you guys that are still minors. This is not a loophole where you get out of this. Um, But rather, this is an all-inclusive command that's given to adult children. And those adult children are then entrusted with this command to pass it on to their minor children. So it's an all-encompassing command. It's true that... uh, that this is something that should be uh, taught to to minor kids, and we're going to go into that a little bit. But what I want to make sure we all understand is that the Ten Commandments, and this one uh, especially, is intended to have an audience of all of us. All of those who would seek to glorify God with their life, who trust in Him, are fall under obligation to follow the Lord in obedience with honoring our father and our mother. In Titus chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, and in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, there are, there are a set of characteristics laid out uh, for us that to give guidance in selecting uh, men who would be leaders within the church, spiritual leaders. One of the characteristics is that they, these men should be um, known for teaching their children to be submissive, Uh, both to their parents and to authority in general, that they should be known for um, keeping order in their household, which means the children don't have the rule of the roost, but rather that the parents maintain order uh, within the home, and, and also that they train their children to love God and live a holy life. In other words, that there's going to be evidence of morality and, uh, and, and a at least the attributes of Christ's likeness should be present uh, or being taught to the children. And so 
So those are things that, that uh, the Lord finds to be very important to the, to the point where um, as we consider men for leading spiritually in the church, that that would be a very important dynamic that we should consider and evaluate. Now, how children of all ages think about their parents and treat their parents, um, or even the memory of your parents, the legacy of your parents, is foundational to uh, a healthy, well-balanced, and blessed life. It's also foundational to society, to a society that preserves and values human life and dignity. You know, frankly, um, I think it's all too common, even among um, Christians, and I'm not just talking about, I'm not talking about teenagers either, I'm talking about adult Christians, um, those who profess to be followers of Christ, to be ungrateful, critical, and dishonoring of their parents. Um, you know, whether your parents are followers of Christ or not, this command doesn't, doesn't dictate that this command is to be followed if your parents are godly people, if your parents are believers, if you think your parents are good people, if you think your parents are honorable, if you agree with your parents, if you have a close relationship with your parents. None of, none of those are, are um, uh, you know, little qualifiers that are attached to this commandment but rather simply honor your father and your mother. You know, when we, when we magnify our parents' faults and minimize their sacrifice and love, we step into a place of disobedience against God's command. The reality is that there are some of us who grew up in a home where perhaps our parents did not love us well perhaps even abusive. Uh, But by and large, most of us grew up in a home where our parents did the absolute best that they knew how to do. Now, whether we agreed with what they did or not, that may be a different story, but the reality is they, they sacrificed and loved us in the ability that they had to do, in what they had to give. And rather than than concentrating on all the faults, because Lord knows as children we had plenty of them as well, that we ought to really recognize the sacrifice and the love that our parents have had for us. There's, um, along with this, sometimes the idea that uh, parents are obligated to extend grace and understanding to their adult children, but their adult children are not obligated to anything in regards to their parents. I just want to make sure we understand that that kind of idea is not only unbiblical, but Scripture would call it evil, ungodly. In fact, if we look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, But understand this, that in the last days, um, there will come times of difficulty. 
So what Paul is, is sharing with Timothy is here's going to be what you're going to see when, uh, when, when there's sort of a, a cultural tidal wave against God. When people's hearts are so turned against God, um, this is the fruit of it right here that Paul's going to mention. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. It's interesting to me that sandwiched uh, in there is disobedient to their parents and it's sandwiched between proud, arrogant, and abusive and ungrateful, unholy, and heartless. This should give us an idea of what the Lord thinks about us dishonoring, disrespecting um, our parents, disregarding our parents. So what, as we consider the fifth command, what does it mean and how do we live it out? Well, honor here in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, honor actually carries with it the idea that something is weighty, that we give something weight, heaviness in our life. So to honor our parents is to give heaviness or weight to their importance, their, their place, their role in our life. Honor here does not depend on a condition of relationship with our parents, uh, whether we consider them good people or not. Um, honor here is not earned by our parents but honor is commanded to be given to our parents by God because God has placed them in this place in our life. And we are to honor them, and honoring them is a way that we honor the Lord. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about what that looks like because it will look different perhaps for, for several of us depending on the type of relationship you have with your parents or whether they're living or deceased, whether you're a minor or you're an adult. Um, but figuring out how to honor your parents is what the Bible calls us to do. And whatever our situation uh, may be in relationship to our parents, it simply says, give weight, importance, prominence, reverence to your parents. In fact, in Leviticus chapter 19, uh, verses 1 through 4, if you want to uh, turn there with me. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. So God calls His people here to be holy. That is to set themselves apart to live for the glory and honor of God. So it's not, it's not only to set themselves apart from 
the other people groups that's, that are in, around them here, but also to just personally to set themselves, purpose their lives, dedicate themselves to living for the glory and honor of God. Now, right after this, he then lists, reminds the, the, the Jews here of three of the commands that he points out specifically that are tied to being holy. And I think this, these are important clues to what the Lord thinks are important when we think about how we live set apart and dedicated in a way that honors and glorifies God. He says, every one of you, catch that, there are no exclusions, every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. So he calls them to be holy, and then right on the heels of that says, revere your parents, keep the Sabbaths, and don't have any idols or images in my likeness. That's, that's he kind of recaps. If you're going to be holy, here are the steps to walk in. And revering parents is right at the top of the list. God places an extreme importance on, on children honoring and revering the place of their parents in their life. You know, Jesus actually uh, chastised some religious leaders in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 15. I'm going to ask you to open up there. Matthew chapter 15. Jesus chastised the Pharisees and the scribes, that is, the religious experts, the people who knew, supposedly, God's law, and who supposedly were the ones who were best at fulfilling God's law and living it out. At least that's the, the cultural take at the time. And Jesus called them out. He chastised them for treating their parents with dishonor, with lightness, rather than heaviness. Um, by using a religious loophole, so to speak, to get out of their responsibility toward their parents. Their God-given responsibility, I might add, toward their parents. Look at Matthew chapter 15, 1-9. Then, Pharisee, then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. So here we have the Pharisees and the scribes accusing Jesus' disciples of really dishonoring the elders. They're dishonoring the elders because they're breaking the traditions that have been set in place. Look how Jesus responds to them. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? That's what you call a trump card. Spiritually here, that Jesus just turns it on him and says, the reality is, you're disobeying God for the sake of maintaining tradition. And so he's just accused the Pharisees, those who are supposed to be, who are kind of culturally seen as the godly of the godly, he has just said, you dishonor your Father in heaven. You dishonor your God. He says, For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. Now that 
the second one there, whoever reviles father or mother must surely die, is quoted from Leviticus, where there was actually a civil law instituted um, for the Israelites to preserve the, the authority, the respect for, the reverence for uh, parental authority and the place that God had given parents in the lives of children, adult or minor, um, that if children were to despise their parents, curse their parents, that they were to be put to death. Now, um, myself growing up, I'm very thankful that that was not part of the civil law growing up. I wouldn't have made it to my teenage years. But that was, so, um, so th- these are the commands that Jesus points out here. And then verse 5 he says, But you say, if anyone tells his mother, father or his mother, uh, what you would have gained from me is given to God. In other words, whatever responsibility I might have to you as your child and you as my parent, whatever responsibility I might have to you as dictated by God, well, I've given that over to God because I'm serving Him and I'm free from that responsibility. It's um, kind of a holier-than-now kind of approach to, to this. Like there's a, a way out for them to uh, get out of honoring and being responsible for the care of their aging parents um, by saying, well, you know, I've kind of given my life to God now, so I belong to Him. And so Jesus says, uh, why, do you, why do you break the commandment of God? So he says, but you say if anyone tells his father or his mother what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites. I mean, Jesus is kind of fired up here. There's an exclamation point in the English translation here. Uh, And I I really believe that Jesus is a bit fired up about this. You hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Jesus, Matthew's Gospel, upholds the sacred place of parents in our life. So what, do, what does God's Word say? How does it direct us in what it looks like to live out honoring our parents? Well, the reality is some, many of us are in different circumstances. There are some of you whose parents uh, are deceased. There are some of you whose parents are elderly there are some who uh, maybe your adult children and your parents aren't quite yet in that elderly, though they seem elderly to you. They don't seem elderly to themselves, by the way. Uh, but, and then there are some of you who are still minors. You're still at home. You're under the, the charge and care of your parents. And so it's going to look a little bit different for each of us in those scenarios of what it looks like for us to honor our parents. In the so let's just talk about minors to start with. Those of you who are still under the, the, the care of your parents. Um, God has given them to you as a means of protecting and providing for you. And um, 
your parents' objective, just so you understand what their true objective is, isn't to, with, to like tether you to the ground and never let you experience anything awesome in this life. But rather, your parents' objective is to train you in a way that you springboard out on your own in a successful way that both honors you, honors others, and honors God. So that's their objective. So as kids growing up in our parents' household and in their care under their authority, we often felt like, or perhaps feel like, if you're still in that place, that our parents were suppressing us. They were holding us back. They were keeping us from stuff. And yet, once you, oddly enough, when you become a parent, you realize, you begin to realize, that wasn't the case at all, really. I needed to be pinned down a little bit. I wasn't ready to do the things that I thought I was ready to do. And, and parents uh, are seeking to grow you into the people that God has created you to be. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, Paul reminds children, obey your parents. So for, if you're a minor, you're still under the care of your parents, one of the primary ways for you to obey God and to honor Him is by obeying your parents. It's, I, I know it's not, <laughs> I get it that it's not easy because I've been there like many of the other, like all the other adults sitting here in the room. We've been there. We understand it's not easy and yet it is simple. It's simply stated that God says, obey your parents. You won't always agree with them. You won't always understand why. But it is important that you honor the authority that God's put in your life and obey them with the one caveat. If your parents are commanding you to do things that clearly violate what God wants from you, in other words, they're encouraging you to steal uh, or, uh, or to drink alcohol in excess or to disobey the laws of the land, if, if they're encouraging you to do things that violate God's, God's commandments, then you honor God by doing the right thing. You don't, walk into, just, you don't walk into disobedience before God. In fact, it dishonors your parents if you dishonor God in that way. But most of us are not in that situation. Most of us are in a situation where we just disagree, don't understand, or object to what we're being told to do. In which case, God says, obey your parents. Second thing is really in the rest of these are to all children, adult or minor. Whether your parents are alive or deceased, whether they're present here with you or not, whether you're, you have a close relationship with them or not, uh, whether you think they were honorable people or not, that one here is do not despise, the second thing is do not despise or hold your parents in contempt. Do not mock them. Um, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 9, is where you'll find that civil law that says that if, parent, if children curse their parents, that is, if they despise their parents, hold them in contempt, um, and treat them as such that they were to be put to death. That shows us <laughs> how big a deal this is to God. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11 through 13 says, there are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. There are those who are clean in their own eyes but are not washed of their filth. There are those 
How lofty are their eyes, how high their eyelids lift. In other words, this is kind of a description of what Jesus encountered with the Pharisees. They thought very highly of themselves, and yet their disrespect and disregard for the role of their parents that God had given in their life was filth before the Lord. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17 says, The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. Not a pretty picture, is it? But it gives us a very good perspective of what God thinks about, what God thinks of us mocking our parents, or what God thinks of us holding a contempt in our heart towards our parents. The third thing is this. Care for aging parents and widowed parents. The primary responsibility for that falls on the children and grandchildren. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. If you want to please God then give priority to making sure that your parents, your grandparents, have what they need as they go along in years. And in, in a way that really, truly honors them. I would advise talking to them about that, what that means to do it in a way that honors them, because it may well be that your idea of what it means to care for them may not quite be the same as theirs. Um, so I would encourage you to do a little homework on that. But the reality is that God calls us to look after the well-being of our parents. In fact, we see that modeled to us even at the cross. If we look at John's Gospel, chapter 19, verse 26 and 27, Jesus is hanging on the cross, taking upon himself the punishment of God against the sin of humanity. And here's what he says. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. What happens here is Jesus, even while he hangs on the cross, I mean, he had plenty of reason, humanly speaking, to just say, hey, my situation's bad enough. I'm sure mom's going to be fine. And yet, such high regard for his own earthly mother here that he tells the Apostle John to look after the well-being of his mother because he can't physically, right? Jesus in the flesh is not going to be here any longer, and so he speaks to John in the flesh and says, care for my mother, Now, I think that's a pretty vivid and convincing example of how we should go about viewing our parents. That Jesus, paying for the sin of humanity on the cross, is looking out for his mother. The fourth thing is this speak honorably of your parents. I would add this, especially in front of your children. 
Speak honorably of your parents. It may well be that your parents are no longer living. How do you honor them? You honor them by speaking honorably of them. They may not have always been right. In fact, they may not have been that great of people in your eyes. Speak honorably of them anyways. I'm not saying make stuff up. I'm just saying find where it is that God has blessed you through them. Give thanks for that and give honor to that. The fifth thing is do your part to have a meaningful relationship with your parents. I think this is a very big responsibility for adult children to do what you are able to to maintain and to preserve a meaningful relationship with your parents. Now, it may be that you text each other every day or, or talk to each other on the phone regularly. It may not be, look like that. I'm not telling you exactly what that should look like, but I am saying you, you do your part to maintain a meaningful relationship with your parents that shows honor and gratitude toward them. Now, as adult children, I'm just going to say you're going to have to figure out what that's going to look like in your life. There are people around you, around you who can maybe give you wisdom and guidance in answering some of that, those questions if you have questions about how to do that. But this is a responsibility for adult children to figure out how do we pursue a meaningful relationship with our parents. Now, I understand that for some of you, it may be that this may not be real possible to have a real meaningful relationship with your parents. But I would say this, do your part. Do your part and entrust the rest of it to the Lord. This is a commandment, honor your parents, that comes with a promise. That's the Apostle Paul's perspective. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3, he says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. He quotes Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, that we were in right at the beginning. That it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. This is a blessing that has a personal as well as communal aspect to it. That as you seek to honor your parents, God's blessing will be on that. And I would add to that just that Honoring elders in general really is kind of comes along with this, but especially honoring your parents. But it also has societal implications. In fact, uh, Mark Mitchell, there's a guy, he wrote the, uh, a book called Ten that actually he goes into um, the Ten Commandments, and he says this: Our family is our first hospital, first school, first government. And first, church. If we don't honor authority at home, we'll have a hard time respecting it anywhere, and society will crumble. Family is the bedrock of community. And when family crumbles, community crumbles. And honoring parents is at the heart of that bedrock of family. So whether you're old, or whether you're young, or whether your parents are living, or whether they're not, whether you think your parents were awesome or uh, horrible, 
whether you, um, whatever, whatever, what, however you feel about the situation, and wherever you're at in life, you can still honor them and honor God by obeying this command. In fact, 1 John, and I'll wrap it up here, 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. First John 4, 7 through 11 says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. What the Apostle John says is, if you're going to claim to love God, as the Pharisees did, then loving everyone is a part of that. And sometimes, even as Christians, we can sort of carve out this spot for our parents, those of who perhaps hold on to some bitterness or offense against your parents. We can carve out this spot where we love everyone except them, right? At least in our heart, that we still hold contempt for our parents. And what God's Word says is that if you are going to follow Him and honor Him, then honoring your parents is part of that package. Walking in step with him means that you learn how to honor your parents to honor him. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Our Father in heaven gave his Son for us while we were still sinners and rebellious against his authority. That's the kind of love our Father in heaven showed us. That's the kind of love that then he wants us to show back towards our own parents here that he gave us. For some of you, praise God, this is a fairly easy task for you. And for others, it's more challenging. My encouragement to you is to rely on the Holy Spirit to lead you in that, in honoring your parents it comes with tremendous blessing to you and to your parents and to your children. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you have blessed us with. We especially thank you for our parents, those men and women who have given so much of themselves, Lord, for our benefit. Lord, so many things that went unnoticed and unnamed ways that they have sacrificed their own well-being at times in order to give us some benefit, some blessing, some encouragement, some help. Lord, show us, whatever our situation may be for all of us in here, show us how to most honor and glorify you by bringing most honor to our parents. For those, Lord, here 
who have a, a strained or fractured relationship or non-existent relationship with their parents, Lord, I ask that you would lead them by your spirit to teach them how to invest in doing their part to develop and maintain a meaningful relationship with their parents that honor and glorifies you. Lord, we, we thank you and ask that you would help us to walk in your ways, to bring honor to your name in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. I'll confess to you that as I was preparing this week for the message, one of the things that it pricked my own heart was the conviction that I had not shown enough, expressed enough gratitude towards my own parents. And so I just want you to know this stuff speaks to me like it speaks to you. The Lord convicts me like he ought to be convicting you. And I followed up with it and did what the Lord led me to do. It's on each one of us to honor our parents before God. And so walk in his ways and figure out this week how to honor your parents, living or not. What are you going to do to honor God this week by showing honor to your parents? Lord, bless and keep you. And the Lord bless your parents. Amen.